0: 13th
1: floor, floor, floor. The 13th floor, floor.
0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I'm your moderator B. Jones sitting there from the lovely business center of my new apartment complex. Yeah, I know you guys love it. And I'm joined this week by Jeremiah Dace. What's happening, baby? What's up, y'all? How we living? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you, Mike B? What's going on, bro?
2: Good, glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the pause for? <laughs> I had to think about, I got surrounded, so I couldn't, I couldn't get into being in baseball and all that stuff. Just glad to be present.
0: No, come on, man. We'll talk about it in a second. Phase on. what's up, baby?
1: Man, good. It's a good week. Good week. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> a lot of travel.
0: I got you, man. I got you. I'm right there with you. Oh, it's hey, thundering hey. like crazy right now. You hear oh, background
1: thunder? That's me. Thunder right, at the sure
0: <laughs> Always
3: bringing the boom. <laughs> DJ Barry B Fresh, what's happening, man? Another beautiful day in Zamunda. You know, um, it's been a true testament to to perseverance. I've been doing a weekly event at a sports lounge down here in uh, wonderful Delray Beach, Florida. It, while attendance has not been. At stellar levels, I've been able to, you know, take that time to work and craft my DJ skills a little bit better. So I'm trying to take the pluses with the minuses, but we out here, it was a late night, but we still motivated, invigorated, fresh evaded and ready to get it, let's go.
0: Caffeinated, baby, let's get it. Last but not least, my dog, Coach K,
4: putting dough up, man, what's happening? What up, what up? Man, I'm good, man, I'm here living the bachelor life for about a week, family <laughs> down in Miami. so all, all, It's funny, man, how you, you know you're getting older because if you had time to yourself when you were younger, man, you'd be out and about. Right? Now I'm just like, oh, I can focus on getting this homework done or I can focus on getting this project done. I can get some sleep. Right, that was what I was about to say, get back. some sleep. Maybe even yeah. some time to yourself, enjoy a book or whatever show you have. I oh, don't have time to enjoy a book unless it's a school book at the moment. <laughs> Be able to lay down <laughs> in front of the TV and fall asleep without somebody being rude and coming and waking you
3: up to tell you to go and lay down in the bed. I'm comfortable hey. on the couch.
4: the couch is, mean, that's, that's the work, man. Like... I wake up, I wake up. <laughs> if i want to sleep right there, let me do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: Wow. There is two sides to that story because if you leave them there, why didn't you wake me up? You let me downstairs.
3: Hey, I don't know about y'all. No, but, no, hey, meet hey. us though. I have I'll yeah. yeah. talk about me. Like I have never right. been like, how dare you let me sleep on the couch. Yeah. Like, I'm, never, <laughs> I'm like, yo, congratulations. We are,
1: we are, we are <laughs> what, 60 gentlemen on one call. There is not a female perspective on this car right now. But, but that's, that's because we are talking about the male I mean, We're, we're, talking, about the like exactly. we're talking about the female.
4: We're talking about the female.
3: There's nothing wrong with saying. how
1: they choose to live
4: their life. <laughs>
3: However, that means On the 13th floor, what a furniture ain't the best, <laughs> but the views are amazing.
4: The we furniture ain't the
5: best, the couch, but that right. couch is comfortable.
3: <laughs> couch is
4: comfortable, I That means something totally different. It, it could be comfortable <laughs> to them, but in their head, it's just like, you didn't even miss me last night, like you didn't yeah. notice that I wasn't in the bed. No time, you
0: know, like <laughs> all these things. Yeah, yeah.
4: absolutely. Hey, but I want to make sure because I know at some point, um, the listeners will point it out. We never ask you how you are doing, Brett. So, so how you doing? How was your week? <laughs> it was, uh, it was interesting, man. Disney was,
0: uh, was great. I'll probably, like I've said many times before, not ever do it again uh, in the (laughs) middle of the summer with four kids and uh, yeah, no, Um, it was hot, but you know, I was used to it. I'm good. My son was relatively good, but he's at that age where he copies everything. So once one starts and the other starts, he's like, I'm tired too. And Mind you, I just took him to Busch Gardens for his birthday. This little joker was running around all over the place. Y'all saw it, I think I sent y'all the videos yep. of him running yep. up and down yep. in the canopies and everything. <laughs> he was out there from like 12 to eight. No water, yeah. um, no mention of how tired he was, he was just going. So when the kids who are used to this up north heat get a little taste of that Florida sunshine, it kind of uh, drained them a little bit. But it was real nice, man. The house that we stayed in had a pool. So, you know, they were obviously more interested in the pool than the yep. park at certain points, but you know, wow. you gotta. I got to get that money in, man. Yeah, that, uh, pretty penny. So y'all going to enjoy this Mickey Mouse. Right. All up. day. All day. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: ain't that tired. Right. You ain't that tired. I was
0: that guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. but the shows, the light shows, the fireworks and everything at the, in the evenings were amazing. Um, the drive back was cool. We got to stop at my man Coach K house and enjoy some hospitality. You We know, had some peace, a piece of good conversation, and just getting off the road for a minute, man, and just kicking the dog and the family, watching Asher run around and actually show me some love for a minute right before we left. It was cool. <laughs> man, he getting big. You know, I'm just He's seeing pictures. He's getting big. That's crazy. I'm telling y'all, man, Asher is going to be the next Basquiat. So if y'all ever get to Carol, you can take a picture of some of these pictures, or maybe you want to keep them, you know what I'm saying, and get them framed and not put it out to the world so they appreciate and value. Right, but this young man is putting some nice pieces together. I promise you with his fingers, get out. That's talking about the finger paintings. Yeah, yeah,
4: I man. Really
5: nice.
4: And yeah, then on he the, just, he just he zones got out some finger paint in front of him. He just goes to work. Nice, cool. and then like gets up, like okay, I'm done. And then it's like. Uh, So appreciate my work. And uh yeah, if you look at the 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 paintings, like you can actually see things in the paintings like wow, like there's two people in that and like exactly they're they're in a heart and they're they're like embraced, and then you can see, wow, that's like a dolphin, like it's crazy.
0: Wow. We gonna put it up, man.
3: Look, we gonna,
4: yeah,
0: gonna, gonna shoot you some uh, some images, fresh. We can get that out there. Watch please, my man,
3: please. Oh, young uh. young Basquiat.
0: Yes, and then you know the drive back to continue this push to move from the old apartment to the new apartment, you know, was pretty good, but it is what it is. So after I get off of here, I gotta continue to break down beds and get everything into the new. Uh, I was
4: <laughs> actually, if you got it all done last night.
0: We got a lot of it done, uh, but we was moving stuff until like twelve, so. Mm-hmm. I just got to break down the two beds and, the you know, the little loose items that never fit in a box. So you got to find a bag, trash bag or something. The, ones,
1: the loose items are the tough ones, man. The big ones are easy. It's all the small stuff.
0: It's always the little stuff, man. <laughs> so once I get out of the way, it should be done sometime early afternoon and I get to enjoy the rest of my Sunday.
1: Were you able to cleanse as you moved? Okay, haven't used that in a couple years? Haven't used that in <laughs>
0: Um, I did a lot of that before we left to go to Florida, so wow. I could just get that stuff into the Goodwill or mm-hmm. the Salvation Army and stuff. So a lot of the stuff was already gone. Now my lady, on the other hand, she's doing that <laughs> as we work, <were. laughs> and her her mother is getting rid of some of the, the daughter's old older clothes, so getting a lot of help.
2: House yeah. full of that, huh?
0: Oh, yeah, man. Need it, man. Working these crazy hours. And then Chris and his dental student, I'm glad her mother-in-law, uh, her mother is here to help out with the kids and cook. Man, she's an amazing cook. Uh, keep, keeps the kids in line. I, I love Miss Jean. Jeannie. Miss <laughs> Jeannie, 13th floor, we love you. Jay, knows. you see him shaking his oh, head? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mike. Hey, Jay. So before you go to Mike, I, I asked Brett, I said, is Jay going to come help you? And he's like, ah, nah. Jay lives too far. But as you can see, Jay has no problem coming if Miss Jean is cooking. So (laughs) that would mean for me is that Jay will never eat again. You am up the hell move. Hey,
5: I mean, if you would have threw it out there, man, you know what I mean, if if schedule permit, I would have definitely came. And that would have just been a cherry on top with that, with her.
0: The only reason I didn't is because we was doing so much. And I don't like to have. I didn't want to have nobody come up here, and we still packing as we moving. That's so the, worse,
3: like that the worst. Oh, hey, come <laughs> help me move. <laughs> yeah. No.
5: Come Help me bubble wrap today. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Nah. Is this but the party? What, what are we doing?
5: That's
2: why <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> okay. I didn't throw it out there.
0: Exactly. Might be <laughs> man. Answer. I need an update Obi on
1: for that. Thank you, Ob.
0: I need oh. an update on the uh on the young man, Mike Matt uh young Mike man and his throwing and pitching and stuff, man. What's going on?
2: He's doing well. He's doing well. So the last two tournaments have been like an hour in the Pennsylvania.
4: Hey man, the 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 listeners really want to hear you, man. So you have to talk up a little bit louder.
2: My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> my <laughs> apologies. Uh the last two tournaments have been like an hour in the Pennsylvania. So it's been a long drive. Um, the last time out, uh, they accused him of cheating, which was kind of interesting. So uh, we found out after that this is like the supposedly like top 12 year I mean 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. They was big, so they had to be 15.
0: Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. H- how old is Mike?
2: Uh, he just turned 13. That's
0: what I thought. Okay. Yeah, so they're 15.
2: Uh, it's top from Delaware, New York, Pennsylvania, and Jersey. And first inning. Dude was striking him out. They started talking about he was cheating using a rubber ball. Dude got pissed off, came out second inning, three outs on four pitches. Let's go home. <laughs> um, third, inning they, <laughs> third, right, third inning, they got to him. We could tell he was getting tired and he was done. So he only gave up three. And that was in the first one. Some kid hit it off of the fence. And then, other than that, everything was ground balls, pop ups. He was in control of the game. So. How know.
0: is a thirteen-year-old considered cheating playing with fifteen-year-olds?
2: Oh, the cutter is nasty, like nasty. Is it like, like a band
0: like, pitch or something? Like you just nah,
2: it's just you. That, I that, mean, that you standing there in the box and look like it's gonna hit you. Next thing you know, you ain't moving. It hit the catcher in the glove.
3: So talk to <laughs> talk to some of us non-baseball folks.
2: Uh,
3: slicing down like this.
2: Uh it's kind of like thing. uh yeah. So like imagine uh he in the back, he all excited. I did heard me talking about him pitching. So like <laughs> imagine, imagine standing in the box and somebody throw a fastball mm-hmm. and it literally look like it's gonna hit you. And as you see and it's coming towards you, you start to notice that it's moving away from you and mm-hmm. it dropped like a curveball, but it's a fastball. And he mm-hmm. can make it either drop. Throwing at you, he can make it drop away from you. So you can tell when you throw it, either they standing there looking at it, or it's one of them swings like I'm trying to protect and just follow it off, and you can't find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wicked. So uh, his long toss, he had, uh, he throwing 80 yards now, pretty much on a just a skip, and it's coming out like boom. Oh, okay. So it gets to a point like I don't even really catch him no more. It's coming too fast. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming too fast. I don't
3: need them hand problems. Right?
2: No, it ain't that. It moves. So, like, I was trying to catch it, and it moved away from my glove and hit me right in my knee.
1: Oh, knee
3: oh. <laughs>
0: ACLs all day.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: All right. And now catchers, catchers, <laughs> little. uh, <laughs>
4: there.
1: Right.
2: Just
4: put a mattress in front of it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm hey, done. so let me ask you a question, Mike. Are, are these young catchers? Are they surprised when the ball hits their glove?
2: Mm-mm, they love it, cause it's like for them, they in the back calling pitches. They like, hey man, this dude. Oh, so they fun. know. Okay, so they know. Yeah, I, was, sorry, I forgot. Yeah.
4: I said, as Ian said, the non-baseball folks.
2: Yeah, they know what's coming, but it's the fact that like they know that they can have him do stuff like that. Like it's there, like all right, three, two, throw the cutter, let's go. We need a ground ball, up. throw the cutter, throw the change, throw the fast. Like the coaches on some. All that, of that. that, <laughs> that type all of movies, stuff. For those who are right. watching, all yeah. the,
1: the hand yeah. signals and
2: face right. touches. And next thing you know, he's throwing it first, or he throwing a pitch out, or he doing something. So, and then he went from uh, batting six to leading off. So,
0: whoa! Wow! So he can hit Pitcher's and lead. he can
4: throw. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Switch hitter, everything.
4: So that means he got, mm-hmm. got some oh, speed. man. He got some speed too, huh? Nah. No. <laughs> no, 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 oh. no, That he, he was lead off. I was just like, okay, yeah,
2: he gets on base. I say that. So,
3: <laughs> he will get there.
2: Yeah, he gets. He can get on base almost on a regular basis. So he either gonna walk, he gonna get a hit. Very rarely will he strike out. Oh, okay, very.
1: Rarely. I was told that it was. It's harder to strike out a pitcher because you kind of can see the ball. You know, you mm. have idea of what's happening as it's coming to you. So you go, okay, that's gonna drop yeah. or not.
2: And he started off, like, playing baseball as a catcher. So, like, between both, oh. dude got an eye. And Like, this kid is throwing gas. Like, the kid he was playing, he had to be throwing mid-70s, top 70, low 80s. And, like, I'm sitting there as a parent, like, Ugh. and he get, up there, he get up there, he good. Like, all right, well, go ahead, it. All right. Let's Baby. make this drive.
0: <laughs> so, Mike, how do you find with him playing with these older kids, um, you keeping Mike – to you know, his personality, his core, keeping him in, in himself and developing him that way versus, you know, him kind of like latching on to what he sees and kind of maybe getting outside
2: of himself, feeling like, oh, I got to compete with these guys. A mm, little bit of both. <clears throat> so he's naturally competitive. Like, it mm-hmm. don't matter. The fact that he knows he's playing with older, like, in his mind, he wants to be just as good or as better as they are at this age. So he doesn't put his own age into it. So I've told him, like, hey, look, you know, you're early. You like, no, I can't think like that. Mm-hmm. I got to do what I need to do. So you know, I make sure that he's doing whatever work he's supposed to do during the week. Just tell him to trust his workout. Um, but don't let, kind of the whole thing of how people are telling you how good you are and kind of the teams that you are kind of define you. You just keep doing every day trust the stuff trust what you work on stay humble so yes you can talk smack yes you can have but don't get crazy with it don't be disrespectful of the game because it eventually will come back and bite you
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: as long as you do your work you know what I mean it's been he's a shy kid so it's mm-hmm. like he doesn't talk at all. So I've been, it's to to. Right, been encouraging him to, you know, have conversations with the coaches, tell them what you're thinking, tell them how you think, thinking, tell them what your thought is, and, you know, you'll be good. Jeff so. Curry,
1: mm-hmm. you don't got to talk, just drop it, and <laughs> walk away.
2: Apparently he get to not talking <laughs> from his dad, because <laughs> <laughs> he got to speak up.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you what, so seeing Mike play a little bit of sports before he left. Um if Mike started talking during the game, you you know, yeah. okay, it's it's on like, uh oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's yeah. pretty interesting. And, and and you can hear him then
2: yeah yeah <laughs> so it was, it was interesting the girls came when I was playing ball the girls came the first couple games we had the uh we were playing these guys and we got back in the car and the first thing they say was daddy you cuss a lot <laughs> it was like what like you got a foul mouth it's like, it like it's like it's, it's only the court it's only, I mean but good lord like every word coming out your mouth was – like hey 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 oh uh, but hey it's it's, it's the competitiveness in it. So, it's like I see it. I mean, like he would get a ground ball and scream, or he'd get a fly ball and be like, it's up. So, it's mm-hmm. like you know he's into it, which is the opposite, because I would always try and get Destin that when she was playing basketball. Right, mm-hmm. You need to scream, sweetie. Say, no, nah, I'm good. Like, no, nah, let it out. hmm So, yeah, it's good. It's exciting. I'm excited to see, you know, how it's going, how it's going to turn out. Uh, the more that he does things, the more that you start to realize, all right, y'all, well – you know, he he got something.
0: Yeah, and he kind of growing into his own, man. Like, hearing you talk about how you're nurturing that and developing that, it reminds me of something I was listening to over the weekend. You guys listen to it, too. Um, but the Will Smith Rat Radar podcast. Um, and one of the biggest things that stood out for me in that podcast was the way that he kind of raised his children. And he talked about how he gave, you know, Willow and Jaden – um, so much freedom and opportunity to operate. And Willow benefited most from it because she was the, she's the younger. So all of the mistakes that he made with Jaden and his other child and his niece. Trey. Trey. Um, you know, he kind of was able to pour more into her uh, and developing her and letting her grow into what she is. And he used the reference. He talked about love and, you know, there being a desire pleasure portion of it when it comes to a parent. And, oh, yes, you do what I say. I love you for it because you're listening to me and kind of getting out of that mode and getting into this, you know, gardener nurturing mode where I'm just going to let you kind of be you and I'm going to guide you along this path and tend to you how you should be tended, but I want you to grow into what you're going to be because you already are who you're going to be, kind of, you know, so you're, he used the reference as a flower. A flower is what it is. That seed is only going to bud one kind of way, but it's up to me to nurture that and make sure it grows into what it's supposed to be. And I I think that's one of the biggest things I got from that podcast, because that's where I am with Nia and raising her, because she is a girl, she is sensitive, and she has a lot of different quirks and uh, little things about her that I'm learning and trying to learn myself how to actually deal with to best give her what she needs to grow into who she's going to be.
5: So it's like the, you
0: know how philosophers
5: have the nature versus nurture thing. So you're saying, using them in unison as opposed to choosing one or the other, like nature and nurture.
0: Yeah, it kind of makes sense.
4: Now, now here's, here's the only, I'm glad you said that, right? Because, and I didn't think about this before, but if you think about the reasons behind that and then what Brett just said, you're looking at a father's relationship with a daughter, right? As opposed to a father to a son. Because we're looking at these girls like flowers and then you're looking at your son like an oak. And, hey, you you, you got to grow up straight and you got to grow up strong as opposed to, okay, let's just set the environment for our sons as well for them to grow into what they're going to be. I think there's a little bit more pressure that we put on them. I mean, so, look, Will had Trey, who's the oldest. Then he had Jaden, and he didn't get it right until Willow and how much of that is more so because she is a daughter as opposed to a son? And we don't have to get too deep into that because that, that's probably in a separate podcast all on its own. Um, but it, it was just very interesting that he realized, hey, I can't treat her like I treated Jaden or like I treated Trey. I need to let her come into her own. Just, just give her the right ingredients in the soil for her to flourish.
2: I agree with that hundred percent. Like I've seen guys that have had girls first have been completely different fathers throughout than guys that have had boys first. Um, because the girl automatically like, whoa, like I need to think through everything that I did. I need to think through all that it kind of push you in check. Whereas once you get the boy, you're like, yeah, this is my dude. Um, and it kind of just as it goes the second child is different the third but it's usually whatever gender you had at first kind of shapes who you are as a father throughout. sounds good, bro. I'm beginning
1: before you to origin. Um I didn't I didn't get that part um, well I didn't that wasn't a big factor for me in it. So I um I enjoyed the, the children's part and kind of but I guess I glaze over it because I'm not at that point yet where I'm still going so I kind of was like oh, okay they will call me and we'll get to later on was the the marriage and the, and the actual partnership part which is kind of like so it's kind of cool to hear that you, know, you pulled out that part of it and it's up to you but you no know, everyone has their own view of that one hour podcast mm-hmm. there's so many gems but some just flew right by you because it's not in your that's not at your level you or think about right now your focus mm-hmm. is on that part. But go ahead, Ian. I you not sure. are uh, free of mute.
4: Nah, he's not free. Uh,
1: oh is, man, we are incarcerated right while.
4: now. He's in volume incarceration. <laughs>
1: well, since
4: Ian doesn't have
0: anything else to say, let's uh, <laughs> let's, talk about the, let's talk about the marriage portion for you, please. I'm you.
4: Check
1: check. We back.
2: My mic
3: sounds. Go ahead.
1: Let's All go ahead. Right. respect. <clears throat> go ahead. Knock it out, kid.
3: <laughs> what I was going to say is that um regarding the 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 growing up and raising your child that us as males when we see a son we're automatically looking at the aspect of little me and I need to think about all the stuff that I messed up with and I'm going to make sure that he don't do the same things that I messed up with just because no matter what and this is the same thing that happens with females with their daughter they're reliving their own life through their child and so when you have that that opposite sex where you're like, well, I don't know nothing that's familiar about that, that you have a little bit more um, freedom and open-endedness because you really don't feel that you know, even though we don't know as males, we still have, uh, and anybody has that kind of preconceived notion that I already kind of know what life is because I've done enough to get this new life here. And it's that same type of feeling that needs to be push to either sex is that that open-endedness and the, the allowing the child to grow into what they are and and freeing yourself of the fears and the, the hopes that you had as a child and, and whatever you messed up with and thinking that because they came from you, they are the same individual. It's hard understanding as a parent that that is still its own entity. They are still their own life and they are still going to grow and um flourish in what is comfortable for them if you allow it and that's the best way to allow a child to grow right without the pressures and limitations or expectations but really allowing them to become that Basquiat or or whoever else because they had the freedom to express themselves and to be nourished as opposed to being pointed in what direction they're supposed to go all
4: right let me let me set you up with this this transition thought um so it's interesting that you said that right and what it made me think about was that that opposite sex and how we interact so as a male you have a daughter here is a female now that you love unconditionally that you will protect no matter what and in that protection we're also protecting your ability to be your own person and I think In our relationships with our spouses or significant others that protection is on a sliding scale based on the level of frustration or friction that we experience in the relationship and because you don't have that with a daughter as a father or as a mother with a son it's a lot more unconditional and you you no matter what happens you're still going to love them and that love trumps so much stuff that it makes it that much easier. And I'll turn it over to you now, Art, cause I think you were about to go that direction anyway.
1: I was. And it's, it's just, so those who haven't heard the, heard the, um, the podcast, he really went into detail about, you know, how him and him and Jada had some issues. He, uh, went to go see somebody who, well, first let's rewind back. If you're in a relationship and you are struggling, you got issues with your relationship. Don't give me advice. Cause how are you going to help me? Uh, you can't help me as a person when you are struggling. I, I, can you hear me now? <laughs> um, you are struggling because the simple fact is is that your your house isn't in order. So giving advice to somebody else about their house is, is never going to be working. So Jada and Will went out, talked to, uh, I think it was Ruby. Uh, what's his name? Ruby D. And Ruby D. And she talked about, oh, man, you guys know I've been married for 17 years. Man, yeah, I don't even know each other yet. He, don't, he didn't know him. And it's crazy because you think about it as – from that view, I took. A, I had to pause it and think. So I was on a plane listen to it. I paused it and say, yo, that's insane because at 17 years old, you don't know yourself. You're still growing as a, as a person trying to figure out who you are. So how do you expect 17 years in a relationship to, to know this other person who's still growing as an adult for themselves? So like that thought is like, wow, we, we bicker, we may argue, we may disagree, blah, blah, and we may want to change someone to be what we want them to be, but I'm four years in. I'm we're still babies in this game of marriage. And um oh. <laughs> uh, I'm still babies in marriage and it's like we got a long way to go. So I got to take take it for what it is work together in a partnership and like learn that it's just not you know me and her as as husband and wife. This is a partnership. This is a life partner and we're going to be in this for the long road. So these little small bumps that we may go into it can affect the end of the road where we're down the line. so it was just an amazing, amazing, that, that part stuck out to me a lot. And it really made me change my view on um, just the marriage aspect and just EJ, my wife and, the, and how we're going to do this as a group and our goals together. It was, it just, that was, thank you, Kate pointed out. So I, I would never have seen that if you didn't say, Hey, listen to this, uh, you know, maybe 10 years from now I saw it, but it was good now because I can now affect change in my relationship. For the next fourteen years, and be able to get to that point where we are happy and things are good later on. Or happier, we're happy now, very happy. <laughs> That's one of those those um, things that most people don't
3: take into consideration, right? And not just in your life with your partner, but in your life period. Understanding that this thing is one long lesson, and to get out of the um, pigheadedness and the assumptions that you actually know everything right and in understanding that you are always will at least should always evolve and and being okay in understanding with who you choose as your partner and understanding that both of you guys are going to evolve sometimes that evolution may um manifest itself in in ways that are are a little uh different than what you're used to but allowing the freedom of expression just like we were talking with the nurturing of your child is the same thing that needs to happen with your relationship and the understanding of the growth that is there in, in nurturing that. That's that's the, the 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 true like gym, right to be able to apply that across the board and have that understanding. I think in watching Will Smith, now if you're on his Instagram and all his social media, he's had that like real epiphany of authenticity right, like he he. Um, References when he slapped this guy in France who was um, trying to give him a kiss on the cheek, like some interviewer reporter, and how when it first happened he was very um, scared that it kind of like ruined his image because as Will Smith we're talking about that he was literally in his hotel room, kind of in fear, thinking that it was going to have some effect on his image. But then he starts getting blown up by Jay Jay Z, and Jay Z hits him up like, "Man, me and Beyonce." are sitting here down we almost canceled our canceled our concert so we could sit here and laugh at you slapping this dude because it's it's refreshing to see how real you are and to finally see you be you as opposed to feeling like you need to be Mr. Will Smith and and understand that you're a real person too and and that authenticity is what has allowed him to have that um resurgence in his career, right, all of a sudden you see Will freestyling, going places. He just did the the Shiggy Challenge on that Drake song, where this man walks out of his hotel room and walks up like a bridge in Budapest or something like that. And I'm talking about like up the 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 um, narrow shaft to literally standing on the top of like some huge bridge, drone going around him. He's doing the dance and everything, but it's he's found that that. Authenticity. He's found that that it's okay to be him. And that's what he is allowed to express to all of his other family members. Because if you look at his children, all of them, they always reference um Jesus, Jaden going to prom as Batman, Just wearing Batman. a Batman suit with <laughs> the, the, the girl that he took to prom. And and the parents of that girl calling Will and Jada like, hey. You know, it's her prom because Jaden was – all of the kids were homeschooled. So, like, hey, I don't want him to ruin – you know, this is a big moment for her. But allowing him to be him and then it turned out to be, like, the best uh, moment ever that – that girl's life up to that point because they just had a really good time and
4: allowing that to happen. I really hope that um, somebody out there is recapping our podcast. Like, we're recapping this podcast. Right. But more importantly – Um, that authenticity piece that you hit on, you guys know, that's, that's, that's one of my things that I'm all about is authenticity and hearing him say when his father passed, he felt like he now had permission and a clear lane to now be himself. And for you guys on, on the cast and and the listeners out there, I think that's something that we all, um, endure to a degree is that constant pressure, or that constant, what will my parent think, or my grandparent think about what I'm doing. And in some cases, I think that suppresses us from actually being the person that we are. And then when we get into a relationship, now you have this other person that may be suppressing who you are, that you're holding yourself back from because you're always scared about that opinion from that parent, grandparent, spouse, girlfriend, whoever it may be. Um, and that's something that I think in the last couple years I've, I've challenged myself with because I've always felt that pressure of what would my grandmother think or what will my mom think. And it was funny that this happened on listening to that podcast because on, on new years this year, my dad told me, he said, Hey, Uh, my wish for you is that this is the year that you'll actually embrace and show everybody who you truly are. And I was like, man, that's deep. That's like, wow. Like, you know, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
4: And it's like, that's something that's just in my mind now every day. Like no matter what, I'm just going to show you people who who I truly am and stop holding back and worrying about how it's going to be perceived.
0: I think the biggest thing that I got from what you said and even what Will said and all of that is the peace that's associated with it. Because I think he talked about happiness or peace and them being kind of one and the same uh, in the interview. And for me, it's been that type of pursuit of happiness and pursuit of that inner peace for a while. And once you let go of that pressure and you are accepting of yourself and you get that authentic authenticity, just put it out there. Like it's so much easier, you know what I'm saying? Your life typically is much peaceful in that, you know, I guess realm of what it is you have going on.
5: Right. I think, uh, uh, uh but the path to getting to that place is acceptance. Like we I think as a youth, you've spent so much time trying to run from, Oh, I'm not like my dad, or I'm not like my mom. You know what I mean? But to a degree, they if they raised you. They you have their tendencies, or you have their qualities. And it, I think it's more so um, working accepting that and working in unison with that, as opposed to trying to reinvent the wheel and getting to know yourself and knowing them as an individual and know yourself as an individual and living in that, as opposed to like I said, just trying to uh, trying to run away from it. Because what I, what I've come to learn, man, is that you know used you say that. Um, you try to be an individual in the crowd but it takes a village as we all know so really we're a crowd within one individual and you just have to choose which one like you know you just have to choose who you are in in that so that's just what i've come to
3: understand man i think yeah. um i just had the real realization of it's funny how good a job my parents did in raising me because i look at how the perceived notion of how psychopathic I am in the sense of I I do everything and I'm, I'm somebody who will try and whatever it is, I'm going to work on trying to figure it out. And it's because my parents gave me that freedom in knowing that it doesn't matter. I love you anyway. I've messed up plenty times in my life, but always knowing like it's okay for me to be me. And even when I mess up to absorb that lesson, and to progress from there as opposed to getting lost in that moment of oh man i disappointed somebody i i I totally like ah and getting lost in that 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 space where my parents always i got lit up don't get it twisted but at the same time there was that that love and understanding that i knew even when i did wrong it wasn't um in a sense, I couldn't let them down, right? Like that they, they knew, hey, they've done wrong in their life as well, that they had to learn that lesson from. That is the same thing with me. And they gave me that freedom. Like, I've never felt the pressure of that, like, oh, I'm gonna let my mom down if I go ahead. Like, to me, it's always been my mom and dad, but man, you may not get another chance to try this. So you better do it now. If, if it's wrong, then you're gonna learn it afterwards. But go ahead, jump, boy, jump, go ahead and enjoy it. And that's, it's crazy that I just really had that true epiphany right now on the show of realizing that's why I'm the way I am. That's why I I will do 900 things for the podcast. But it's just, that's just in my nature. I enjoy something new. I, I enjoy trying really at the end of the day. And that's something that they push and instilled in me.
4: I really want you to not downplay um, like your pops telling you to jump. Because it was kind of like, go ahead and jump, boy. Go ahead and jump. <laughs> or I'm gonna hit you in the back of the head. That's back. really kind of how, how it was and how, and how he instilled it. Like, don't, we've talked about your pop's OG tendencies, but oh, yeah. Um, he wasn't, he was you, know. you, you hit something and we, we kind of hit and, and ran. But for the parents out there, be very careful with the words that you use with your children because one of the biggest buttons that parents like to push is, oh, you just like your father or, Oh, you, you, you acting just like your mom right now. And maybe it's true, but when you send that message to your child, you're now associating a behavior with something that's negative because of how, because of your experiences and that those may be some of the best parts of your child that they have that ability or that they have that characteristic. Um, Getting back to the nurture is okay. If they have that, what are the best qualities of that behavior that you can help to grow, that you can help enrich? Uh, again, be that nutrient dense soil that's gonna help the best parts of that come out. And then you can kind of filter anything that could be perceived as quote unquote, uh, quote, unquote negative.
1: Yeah, that is that is that that is completely correct. And in saying it at the same time, because EJ, um, my wife consistently says that I am just like my mother, uh, when it comes to a mindset of my, my, uh, the way I look at things, how fast I can be irritated, how I take control of things. And I didn't really notice that until probably about a year or two ago when I started to like observe my mom. And I was like, oh, wow. And my dad would say it all the time too. Like, oh, yeah, he's like your mom, he's like your mom. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't see what you're doing. But my nature, the way, just the way that I do things and my way of caring and, and here, buy this. I might not get close your hand, but I'll buy you this. This is a gift for you because I love you. Um, it's not what she wants and how she sees things. So you're correct when it comes to you are like someone else. But just knowing that, pulling the best out of that, because my mom has some great things she does, but I can see things that does not work well with EJ that I have to adjust and go from my dad's side and pull from. Um, so, correct. I, I think it's one. like as parents –
3: sometimes we fail to understand that it doesn't matter by nature. Just like if you hang out with your friends for a long time, you pick up their traits and and their slang and what they say that by nature, your children are going to pick up traits from you. So you don't have to force them to pick up those traits. You just have to roll with the hope that they'll pick up the good ones and not the bad ones.
4: And we Mm -hmm. said as parents, it's not just as parents, it's as bosses Yep. you're right managers you go into the workplace and you're trying to curb people to what you do and your behaviors and that's not the signs of a good boss you need to find people you need to curb people to their natural instincts and ability and show them how that can work and a lot of times we miss that so don't misunderstand we talked about children we talked about your relationship with your spouse but understand that that's just practice for you managing because those are the first relation the, the first time that you get to be a manager is managing those behaviors and relationships that make your home successful those same things carry over into the workplace like
3: i tell one you one. all the time your 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 household is the largest and in, in hardest corporation i <laughs> work for and and if you don't learn how to take the lessons and apply them on both sides, right, business and in life, and understand how they're intertwined and understand those exact facts that there are, you know, you have to be able to be a, a, a leader, not a boss, right? And, and being able to understand how you can motivate, um, adapt to people's personalities, children's personalities, understanding that it's okay um that you have to treat this one person this way and you have to treat the next person this way because you understand their personalities and understand what you need to 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 get from them in order to produce what is ultimately needed and that's what a real leader does of both a corporation or a household
4: boss is a title not an attribute
0: There it is, man. There it is. Hey, real quick, man, before I get to uh, Fresh and Biz and Faison's Corner, I want to uh, put this out there because I just saw it not on the news not too long ago. So they're reopening the uh, Emmett Till case uh, from the, Depart- the Department of Justice is reopening the Emmett Till case. Um, and I was never really privy to a lot of the details around this thing. But thanks to this book, uh, The Blood of Emmett Till, It Looks Like, by Timothy Tyson, Uh, They have gotten some new information and basically Carolyn Bryant, who was the accuser at the time in 1955, uh, she basically recanted her story. So I kind of want to get you guys take on that, you know, now 60 plus years later uh, that they're reopening this case. The two men who actually uh, confessed to what they did a year after the trial in a magazine are already dead. They passed on at this point. They tried to reopen this case in 2004 unsuccessfully, they said, because of statute of limitations, they couldn't go back and retry anyone that was involved. And now you have in 2018, due to an, uh, a civil rights act that allows you to open you know, cases pre-1980, um, you have them reopening this case. What does this really mean for us outside
3: of the system, kind of, sort of, maybe trying to right a wrong? I, I'm always, I mean... It's hard. It's the, the the two sides of the coin, because right. in, in one aspect of it, it's you want to see the justice, but where is that justice getting served at the end of the day? If um, I think they made a good point, I think like Robert De Niro. Um, I saw an article that pretty much listed a bunch of people that are the same age that Emmett Till would be today. And so showing like had his life never, it wasn't like it was so long ago that, um, he wouldn't be alive if um, that situation never happened. If his murder never happened, and so it's just odd. All of this time passed. I'm just curious: what is the um, what is going to be the gain after the verdict of, hey, yes, he was murdered. This is wrong. Are they are they going to these murderers' estate now and, and taking away from their children? Is it just to say it and let the gavel come down? It's really. My question: While I enjoy the justice aspect, I'm just curious. What are the um, what's the restitution? The what's the, restitution? Yeah, yeah. Rest
1: what's well, the? I, I think that it 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 kind of goes to the old said that what's done in the dark come out in the light. It may take a while to get there, but but the fear of now doing things, thinking, oh well, I'll get away with it, or I'll do this, or I'll kill a young man, and you know it'll be done once his gabble's done is over with. This is showing that hey, it may be online, it might come back. So. It could be an, a play on honesty and, and doing the right thing all the time. Does it really, um, though? Do I really care awesome. about twenty years after I'm dead? They're gonna find me. Well, it depends on what happens right now with the case. If they're going at their estate. They could. That, that's your family legacy that you can ruin, right but there. But I don't know.
3: I don't
0: know if yeah, that's know. factual.
1: That's yes, what I'm yes. saying. I just don't know.
0: They, they haven't given any of those details. Yeah, I'm right, just curious right.
3: as to what is the when that gavel comes down as yes, he was lynched. It was a murder. What is the who and where is creating the um, restitution, the the whatever, or who is serving the sentence of what has happened? That's m- my biggest curiosity. While I understand and we've all heard about the Emmett Till case in in the murder, but it's what, where does that justice come? What what is the the result of
4: this um, verdict? And I think if the involved. results reveal or or highlight inefficiencies in how we investigate civil rights cases. And if there's something to learn moving forward, I think that's where the, the, the gain is. Yeah. Um, That'll and, set a
3: precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: set precedent or just set, hey, we need to change how we investigate civil rights occurrences, uh, infractions, um, and go from there. So you're right. I mean, it's not like he has children. Yeah, so I'm sure there's somebody in the family lineage that maybe they get something, maybe they don't. But as I said, the bigger impact is, okay, we see some some gaps in how we investigated this and possible invest other investigations.
1: And Lord knows, at, at that point in time, there was way more evidence that was just thrown away that was kind of just pushed aside because of the time.
0: Man, listen. I'm reading the details, and it's just shocking and appalling. Like, how does how do these things happen? But obviously, you know, the time dictates. Mm-hmm.
3: What, what well, i say what, what's what shocking and appalling is the fact that that's the case that got publicity. How many of these oh, yeah. cases exactly. have nothing? That it was just not even a case. It was just oh, another dead one anyway. Yeah, but we'll go ahead and leave that there. Fresh and biz, I got to get you in, man. What we got this week? So fresh and biz. This week, I want to talk about utilizing your resources. Um, as your number one entrepreneur ninja, I am avid in in um, I don't know if I want to say avid, but you know, I go hard at if there is something that I need to get accomplished, I utilize what is at my disposal in order to get that done. What do I mean? The internet, your computer, you can learn all things, and most of them actually for free. Through your computer, through the internet, people don't take enough time to go ahead and Google what you're interested in, um, watch videos, um, you know, find different websites about things that you want to do. And this is everything from complex things of you know wanting to get your master's degree to simple things like I bake great cupcakes and I want to start my cupcake business. There is endless amounts of information on the internet for you to learn how to execute your business. Learn how to make better cupcakes, learn how to, you know, become a corporation, learn how to, to take what you're doing um, in your spare time and hopefully create enough momentum in order to make it your full time opportunity if that's what you want. Or how to utilize it as your, um, you know, your second tier source of income and in, in your hobby that you're allowing to progress and flourish into something more. So today, Fresh and Biz, use your resources, don't be foolish, allow yourself to utilize what is at your fingertips, and the main thing I'm talking about is your computer or your phone, whatever way you get um, connected to the internet, make sure that you are allowing it to be more than a Facebook or Instagram, social media source, and understand it has real power and real opportunity for you to blow up. Fresh and Biz this week, number one Entrepreneur Ninja, we out, let's get it. Hey, the power
0: of YouTube University. My lady got two degrees off of that thing. and She's working on the third one now. YouTube University is real. Uh, Faison, what you got this week on your corner, man?
1: Hey, this week is very, very simple, I I believe. Um, Everybody can't be a producer. Somebody has to be a consumer. And when I say that, we talk a lot on this podcast about, you know, getting things together and people doing the right thing to move forward in your career, but- there are people out there, and I'm running off of fresh and biz that want to be entrepreneurs, and they kind of want to go in. They do all the work they're going to do, and they do this and wind up working 16 hours instead of the eight they had when they're working at their job. Everybody, when you're trying to become, trying to move forward, trying to do the next level, look at the work you're working with. Is the value of your time and your money worth that extra? Not everybody's gonna be able to do that. You can't leave your eight-hour job to work 16 hours that you're gonna do better. It's not, you're better off being at your eight-hour job and living life company like you were. Everyone's not gonna be a producer. Someone has to be a consumer.
3: Mm. I'll swear by that. Get your ass out there and work it out, baby. I don't
0: you know. Know. <laughs> you know, if if that 16 hours is, you know, spent watching some stocks go up and down, then you know, I think I'd be good with that.
1: No, 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 no there's, 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 there's passive income, which is where it's watching stocks and someone's actually having to work. Like, for instance, if you are a construction person and you're, you're getting your own business, but you don't trust someone to do your job, you got to do it yourself. And you're at every project every single day and you lost family time and now you're there. That's different. You lost the ability to actually take care of your own. You're better off being a worker who went home at five o'clock, and had family time, the guy who owns it and can't do anything. You can't go on vacation. You can't enjoy it. You're working yourself to death. Literally, you work until you die. It's a whole different mindset of entrepreneurship.
0: Sounds like they need to give Kanash 5 a call so we can come in and assess the situation. There you go. Um, so that we can help you find the efficiencies that you may be missing to make your business start working for you in a more efficient manner. Uh, but yeah. Coach K-, <laughs> <Mike drop>. <laughs> <laughs> Coach K, man, go ahead and put us out of here, man. Get us out of here.
4: Hey, before I take us out, I just want to find out, J Dace, what do you think about uh, all of the. uh, accolades that we gave you yep pause right there
1: all right <laughs>
0: thirst trap jd's man don't worry about it we'll talk about it after the podcast go ahead hey, Cole, hey, what you got hey. for the people he, he said
3: you see him you. what jd said nah <laughs> 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 all
4: right so uh, i'm gonna close out with this one of the things that the medical field thinks combats cancer are nutrient dense foods and how do you get nutrient dense foods you get nutrient dense foods by enriching the soil growing things in ideal condition free from pesticides free from things that that will diminish the value and will be of no 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 nutrient uh uh i'm gonna use the word value again to that food and then it goes in you and does the same thing so what i would say is what is the cancer in your life and where is the lack in nutrients in your environment because the way that you grow and that you continue to be healthy in your living environment is creating uh things that will provide value to you and to your loved ones so watch the soil around you watch the things that you put to contribute to your nutrient density that is what I will challenge you with this week and realize that your nutrient density is not just your home. It is also your workplace uh, and those around you. There it is.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you hit us up, man, at 13th Floor, please, on all your social media sites. Send us a line at email, 13thfloorphilogy.com, and comment on the podcast, man. When you see it on YouTube, when you're uh, listening to it on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play, let us know what you think. Give us some topic ideas, and we'll definitely throw them into the show. We'd like to shout out our uh, our listeners. Gentlemen, appreciate y'all this morning, man. We up out of here. America, go go be great, as Jay Dace used to say. And, Jay Dace, go listen to uh, last week's podcast. <laughs> mm. Mm. Message. <laughs> we up out of here, man. Thank you all for listening with us yo, on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best. Mm. Ooh,
1: Ooh, feels amazing. amazing. The thirteenth floor, a day, amazing. The thirteenth floor, floor.